What's up, guys, people? I'm your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is the Millionaire Mindset Explained. And the Millionaire Mindset is a really important topic that you're going to hear me talking about a lot in the upcoming episode. So I wanted to make sure that I took a moment before we got into all the detail of you know, the millionaire mindset start talking about these principles, which if I'm being honest, we've already discussed to some capacity on the show in the past, but I'm really diving deeper because I'm at this point in life where I really feel like for your average everyday person, right? Like people are stressing and struggling over money. And I think there are some biblical principles that we need to align with the way that a millionaire thinks. What am I saying? I'm saying that I believe that most people obtain a million dollars by applying biblical principles, whether they know it or not. And a lot of Christians who struggle financially and struggle with the idea of money, let's just be real. A lot of Christians struggle with even talking about money. It make them feel nasty and creepy and they feel like it's evil and all of those things. So this is about unpacking and really trying to have shine a biblical light on how we should think about money. And one of the key aspects is that it's not about a million dollars. You don't have to be rich to listen to this. This really is for your average everyday person because I believe what happens is that like everybody trying to get the million, everybody trying to get the bag, trying to get rich, that we skipping steps and missing out on the principles and also in understanding that money doesn't buy happiness and maybe I don't know, maybe you a hundred thousand there and God gives you peace because you are living according to his will and you're following these principles. But what we can't do is misuse and abuse money. Like, oh, money ain't nothing. You know, I love God, forget money. I don't care about money. And then, you know, you create this cycle of stress and this lifestyle that's really just challenging to live in called poverty. All right. So let's kick it on the millionaire mindset. What it exactly is the millionaire mindset first things first let me let me kick it to you like this it's the idea that if you think like a millionaire you will get closer to godly success all right cool so the first thing i want to do is actually look at like what are some stats about millionaires so i'm gonna share the screen if you listening um on apple Podcasts or spotify you know what I'm saying? You won't see this, but for those of you, my YouTube and Facebook people, obviously you will. I want to share my screen real quick. Um, there's this article um, on Business use News Daily. I can talk businessnewsdaily.com. This is from February, actually, February this year, and it's called How Most Millionaires Got Rich, right? So let's explore this article a little bit, and this is uh, by Stella Morrison, all right? She's a contributing writer at businessnewsdaily.com. All right, so we just going to kick it on a couple of things. Um, she got some, some, some key stats here at the top that I like or key points. There are two types of millionaires, self-made millionaires, and those born into wealth. All right, so peep this. One of the first things for us to try to like sort through when we even think about what a millionaire is or who is a millionaire, a lot of us, I think, when we talk about millionaires, we like to focus on you know, the millionaires that was born into wealth, right? Like maybe the rich brats or whatever. Like, you know, I ain't saying if you're rich, you're a brat, but you know what I, you know what they say about you, fam. 
So when we focus on that, what ends up happening, that keeps a lot of us comfortable because it makes us think, hey, I didn't have a million dollars. I wasn't born into whatever. I was born into this struggle. We all got all these struggles and these excuses that we could use, even if they're legitimate excuses. But we don't want to use those. We want to throw those out the window right now and really um, start looking into this mindset of a self-made millionaire because this is a person that didn't start with a million. So one of the first things I really want to point out with the millionaire mindset is that it's not about where you started at. You know what I'm saying? I ain't start with this mindset. I got a, had a lot of struggle, a lot of growth, still growing. You know, when you come up a certain way, like in poverty or something, sometimes it's just a lot of residue. Like it is a lot of residue when you constantly got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, like, is this godly or is this the emotional poverty side of me speaking right now, right? And it's sometimes it's, it's kind of a clash. It's kind of a clash, all right? So we're going to focus on self-made millionaires as it relates to this conversation because, again, this is about the progress. And I really want people thinking about, like, throw the excuse of, like, whether you was born with a million out the window and really just think, like, yo, even if you start with nothing, you can get to something, and what are the principles that you can use to go from zero to a millo? You feel what I'm saying? And again, it ain't about actually obtaining a million dollars, but you're going to hear me talk about million dollars, millionaires, all that. We're, we're looking at the mind, people, the mind of a millionaire, because I believe there is something to be learned and to be gained. All right. So Stella also says, oh, peep this, more than two thirds of individuals with a net worth of 30 million or more are considered self-made. Hey, that's 66%. So it's like, yo, 66%, at least according to whatever stat she's quoting here, is saying most of the millionaires, really more than half of them are self-made, 30 million plus. So that's a specific group of millionaires. All right, ooh, no matter how millionaires get their money, they all share some core traits, including prioritizing savings and diversifying investments. All right. So let's think about this part. No matter how a millionaire got their money, they have these things in common. This is why I love the millionaire mindset. And this is why we're focusing on principles in particular, because I want you thinking it's like, no matter how you like, no matter how much money you got, no matter how you got there, no matter where you came from, no matter your race, ethnicity, all this different stuff that people like to focus on. At the end of the day, there are some core principles that can move us all ahead. What's an example that I have? All right, let's say you go in your car today, right? Your car, let's say you got a Chevy Impala. Your car don't know if you black, white, like who you voted for, like nothing. You know what I'm saying? Or well, at least today, these cars, now they're getting smarter. I don't know. They might know. My point is, if you press your foot down to a certain lever, the car will go 50 miles an hour. If you hit your brake, the car will stop. Whether the car goes 50 or whether it stops has nothing to do with where you started in life and all this other stuff. There's just some principles. You could drop your car off to me, give me your keys, and I could do the same thing you do and get the same results. That doesn't mean we all we don't all drive the exact same. Maybe I got to move the seat up and you got to change the mirror. But my point is there are some core principles in life that apply to all of us and that we could take advantage of. So if you gave me your car and said, hey, man, just hit the pedal, you will go 50 miles an hour. And I was like... Oh, but you don't understand, man. You know, I'm from Detroit, dog. Like, I started here. You know, this car ain't trying to, you know. Like, it's a lot of excuses we can create, can create. I can talk, people. I promise. I can talk. There's excuses that we can create, but they don't do us 
any good. Like they, they are pointless. Sometimes these excuses are just pointless for our life. All right, so let's get back into this article. This article is for those curious about how self-made millionaires got to where they are today and hoping to learn something from their success. All right, so let's look into it. As we know, most uh, most of today's millionaires weren't born into wealth. So let's throw the excuse out the window. Um, a 2019 study published by WealthX found that 68% of those with a net worth of 30 million or uh, more are self-made. Oh, a second um, study was done by Fidelity Investments that found that 88% of all millionaires are self-made, meaning they did not inherit their wealth. So that's something even for us to look deeper into. We could be upwards of 88%, almost 90%. Most of these people worked for it. You feel what I'm saying? So they mama, they daddy didn't give it to them. None of that, they worked for it. This is an important one on the Fidelity study. It also revealed that self-made millionaires' top sources of assets were investments, capital appreciation, compensation, and employee stock options and profit sharing. All right. I think this is super important because, all right, it's saying that most of the people who are self-made millionaires are really calling out these three ways that they made their millions. You get what I'm saying? So it's like either investments, right? So something they purchased that increased in value over time. So we all have that capability to some extent, right? To purchase something that is an asset versus spending all your money on liabilities. So that might be a change in mindset for us because a lot of times, we get a couple dollars, you know, we going out and we trying to hit the mall and we buying stuff that does not increase in value. So if you're thinking about making decisions and doing things and having this mindset of a millionaire, it's like, all right, I need to first stop focusing on purchasing or obtaining things that don't increase in value. Now tell me that's not a godly or biblical principle, making decisions that are better for you in the long term. Or do I just please my flesh and do whatever would feel good right now? No, that's not godly. Like Jesus didn't tell you just to please your flesh. He said to deny your flesh, to follow him. Right. So what am I saying? You might have to deny some of your spending habits, deny some of those things that feel good right now, those uh, liabilities to purchase some assets. That's the more responsible. Purchase some things that are going to increase in value over time. If you need a direct biblical reference, which I'm not going to unpack right now, but I've unpacked on different shows. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. That's the parable of the talents. It's specifically using a financial currency through this example. And it's talking about the idea of doubling your money. And even the servant that had one talent, right? Just call it $1 or one whatever form of currency. They didn't go and the master came back. They didn't increase it. And the master came back and asked the question, why didn't you at least invest it? to gain interest, right? So at the end of the day, this idea of gaining interest and specifically with money, if you look at Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, it's like, it's right there for us in a Bible that this is a mindset that not is just, that is just not of a millionaire, but it is a godly mindset. So that's the first things first. Like I'm having this conversation because a lot of people, if we being real, they don't want to believe that God wants them thinking like this. Again, because you convince yourself that just the whole idea of money is evil. Yes, money, the love, loving money could be evil. It might be evil to love your car. You get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, 
we got to take a lot of things in context. Let's get back. Uh, what was the second thing? What was the second thing the article said? It said uh, these three things. Da, 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 da. Give me one second. Where was I at? Um, oh, okay. Here we go. Um, compensation and employee stock options. So, yes, compensation is a way that people have gained or earned millions. So what that just simply means is that, let's say, because I've worked at McDonald's as an example, right? If I worked at McDonald's, if I would have stayed there, what I should do, if even if I was starting at a cashier, I should have meetings with my manager. I should have, understand what is McDonald's career path? Because all these organizations have a career path of opportunity, right? Now, what does that mean? Let's say if I look at McDonald's and I'm like, all right, you go from, you typically go from cashier to team lead to a shift supervisor to store manager to district manager to regional manager to regional uh, director right let's just say those are like the first six jobs you could do at mcdonald's right so you go from just ringing people up on the cash register to being responsible for the people that's ringing people up on the cash register to being responsible for the whole shift in the whole store. Like, ooh, I went from cash register to store responsibility to like, oh, now I'm not just responsible for a shift. I'm the store manager. I'm responsible for the whole store all the time, right? Those are new responsibilities. Then you take on a district manager. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm responsible for multiple stores in this particular territory, right? And then you say, oh, I'm a regional manager. Like now I'm responsible for stores across three states, right? Then it's like, oh, now I'm a regional director. Now it's like, I'm responsible for the people who are responsible for everything that happens here, right? And you can go so on and so on forth in your career. Now, what I would have done at McDonald's is said, all right, I know that compensation, increasing your compensation over time is a way that people can make a million dollars this also represents growth and responsibilities, right? The Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. So that's just one example of where I believe that there's a biblical, um, there's some biblical alignment with this thinking of taking on more responsibility. Being, you know, God will bless you with more, but you'll be required and responsible for more. So this is a biblical mindset. It's not a biblical mindset to be lazy and to never want to do nothing and say, I don't want to deal with people. I don't see that in the Bible. God called Moses out of the kingdom to go lead his people. Like the Bible, if you look at it, it's about a lot of leadership. So the idea of like growing and being a leader, this is a biblical principle. God gave you gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, and he don't want you to hide them. All right, cool. So now I look at McDonald's and I'm like, yo, there's this career path at McDonald's, bro. I can go to McDonald's and do A, B, and C. Now it's like, well, what, what are the requirements? So maybe one path is if I go get a degree, one is if I don't, right? And then you map those out. And this is a way when you took, think about how people make accumulate millions, they don't do it overnight. And remember, we're not talking about actually trying to get to a million dollars. We're just trying to adopt some of those mindsets to apply to our everyday lives, you know, to, to relieve some of the stresses, to align with our purpose and godliness, um, and to be in a position to be a giver um, because it is more blessed to give than receive, right? So what am I saying? Millionaires, they quote either compensation, um, increase, investments, which we talked about those two, and then profit sharing or um, stocks and equity, right? Those are things that you typically get when you have like 
a um, executive role at an organization. So now you done went through, you done went away from just district, regional, all those things. Now you're talking about the company, either you got involved in a startup or something really early, or you um, purchase shares, but you know, one way or another, now you have ownership of the company. So this is the idea of basically you got skin in the game. You can gain something, you can lose something. Now, a lot of people are scared, uh, scared I can talk y'all. A lot of people are afraid of uh, ownership because ownership comes with risk. But the one thing that I understand is that in order to grow, you are going to have some level of risk. Now, this doesn't mean to go out and be careless. These people have are knowledgeable, educated on investing and things like that. So you got to learn. You know what I'm saying? You can't skip that part of the process and try to do something overnight. But you also have to understand that when you become in a position of ownership of something, yeah, you got the potential to grow a whole lot, but there's an, a potential if this thing fails that you're going to fail too. All right, so let's go back to this article and try to unpack a little bit more about this idea of the millionaire mindset. So what traits do millionaires have in common? This is the Fidelity study show um, that even though millionaires have different ways of making money, they often share these traits. Let's explore some of these traits and then just see, you know what I'm saying, off the top of the head, like, does, does this remind me of anything in the Bible? They set ambitious goals and act on them. They have mentors. They look for feedback. They are not afraid of failure. All right, I got to talk about some of these. They set ambitious goals and act on them. All right, so I love this because... It's the idea of having a target to grow. Like you ain't just going to grow just because you woke up in the morning and you just trying to wing it like a lot of people are. If you want to have a growth mindset, a millionaire mindset, then you need to have some ambitious goals. This means you need to make yourself a little uncomfortable regardless of what that is. Maybe your goal is I want to read the entire Bible, right? That's ambitious if you've never done it before and it takes time, but you can find a way to do it. Maybe you like, I want to read the New Testament. Or maybe you want to get in shape. Or maybe you want to save $1,000. This mindset for godly success can be applied to different things. But the root of it is the same. The idea that you need to have ambitious goals. But, oh, man, the second part is where a lot of us fall off. And then you need to act on them. This means you can listen to this podcast a thousand times. And I might be spitting nothing but facts. Like, I'm telling you, I got to be spitting facts, right? You know what I'm saying? Am I spitting facts, people? Am I? Right? But it don't even matter if you don't act on it. Like, if you don't act on the things that God called you to do, bro, we just wasting time and talking in circles and it means nothing. All right, what else did they say in the article? They have mentors. Oh, I love this one because a lot of us are too prideful to have mentors. A mentor could be older than you, younger than you. They can be um, white, black, brown. They, don't, they could be from where you're from, from somewhere else. This idea of mentorship, though, is just really stating that you can't do this on your own. So think about having a pastor or ministers in your life at church or different people that you trust that a lot of times, for me, my opinion is you want to look for people that have some credibility. That means you actually have, like, you can show credible fruit of like, yo, I've done what you're trying to do. You have done something that I'm striving to do or whatever, and you are willing to help me through it. That's going to relieve some of my pain and mistakes. 
I'm going to tell you, yo, we got to throw the pride aside, especially talking about the millionaire mindset, because a lot of y'all out there, a lot of us out there, I'm going to just throw myself in it too. A lot of us out here, we want to have success, but we so arrogant in our ignorance. Woo! Don't be arrogant in your ignorance, fam. How can you be so arrogant and you don't even know nothing? And a lot of us are failing because we are arrogant in our ignorance. That means we don't want to hear somebody tell us that there's a better way to do it. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man. I can talk. The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. That means that there could be some things that seem right to you, but you kind of uneducated on the thing. You just kind of following your emotion and your feeling. And that thing is going to lead you to a dead end. And we don't want that. What else did it say? It says millionaires look for feedback. Man, this is an important part of being a believer and growing. If you want to grow, I've been here. I'm telling you, like, this is something, especially in the corporate world, I've had to be vulnerable and allow people to give me feedback. And there are areas that I'm trying to grow in right now that are specifically based on feedback that I received this year. I've received, I've received, received, I can talk people. Yes. Yes, I can. I've received feedback on various levels this year that I've been acting on all year long. I'm starting to see some progress and some results from some of it. And some of it I'm still trying to sharpen and get better. But the whole point is that if you want to grow, if you want to have this millionaire mindset, then you need to be willing to listen to what people have to say and not always try to be right and not always have a comeback. Like just listen and try to understand and comprehend what people who have been there are trying to help you with. I like this one. Um, I'm a, uh, these last two are, are going to be the last two that I, that I focus on. They are not afraid of failure. Now, this goes back to what I talked about, about that, um, about risk. Millionaires aren't afraid to fail because A, they are educated. B, they got mentors, right? You follow all these other steps. You have some experience. You've been in the game a little bit and you know what you're doing. You're not just guessing. You ain't just trying to get rich. You're not afraid of failure because you know that you got these principles to lean back on if you did fail, but you also realize that in life, everything ain't guaranteed. And so at the end of the day, like we walking by faith, walk by faith, not by sight. You can't be afraid of everything if you want to grow. That's a biblical principle all day long. And this last trait that, you know, according to this article, millionaires have that I think is uh, really important is they understand the value of time. So let me tell you something about the value of time. A lot of us waste a lot of time and you spend a day like, oh, I watch TV all day, uh, do nothing. Uh, whatever. And we don't realize, number one, that makes you more lazy. That takes more energy, but there's no productivity behind that. A millionaire has a purpose with their day because we know our days are limited. We know our time is limited. You wouldn't take something that's limited and important and abuse it and misuse it. You should be treating time like gold. This also means you have to practice keeping your word. This is something that's important to me that I've tried to grow in through the years. If I tell you I'm going to be somewhere, I want to be there. Unless there's truly an emergency. Not my dog got sick. Not something random that you just making up because you really don't want to go. Like, no. This means when a person asks me something, I have to first maybe have the challenging conversation on the front end. If I know I really don't want to do it or can't do it, it's like, I can't do that. Here's why. 
I'm going to get them the respect or whatever. But I, I understand the value of time. I don't want to tell you, oh, I can, you know, I can, um, let's say, what's some, I want to use examples, but people might feel like it's about them. So I always be hesitant. Uh, but people hit me up for different things. Let's say somebody want to book me to speak at a church next week, next month. Well, when they booking me, I got to look at my calendar and be like, all right, well, next month is my anniversary, is my wife's birthday, and it's Thanksgiving. That's too much going on. Like, I'm not mentally going to be able to do it, and I got a lot going on at work. Like, And so I have to say no. And a lot of people want you to say yeah to them all the time, but I think there's respect and credibility in saying no because you're understanding the value of time. Also, being on time, if I tell you I'm going to meet you for lunch at 5.30, I don't show up at 6 or hit you up at 5.15 and say I'll be there at 7 because I value your time. A lot of people do not value time and they don't, they, they don't realize that this is a part of their failure and lack of success today. It's because you don't even value your own time. You don't even know how to manage your own time to get the most out of your day. That's really what you're trying to do is manage time to get the most out of your day. It's the reason why I hang up when people put me on hold. I know that sounds bold, but you know if you've been on the phone with me, the moment you say, hold on, I hang up. Why? To me, whatever is on the other end is more important than me right now. I don't have time to waste, so why would I just sit on the phone in silence for 45 seconds or a minute because you forgot that you was on? Like, you see how that 45 seconds, we just wasted time, bro. You can either call me back when you want to talk or we'll just talk again in the future, Lord willing. But I got other things to do. So even if what I'm doing right now is resting, that's specific to this time, I could be recording a podcast, a short video, like I could be doing anything other than sitting on hold. So I understand the value of my time. So I don't wait on hold really for nobody, nobody, yeah. Maybe my mama, I don't know. Love you, ma. I'll wait on hold. I'll be on hold for my mama. Rest of y'all can kick rocks. Um. All right, so let's wrap this video up. The millionaire mindset is really um, foundational. I'll put it that way. So I want you to think about the mindset as foundational, just like a house, right? So you got you build a solid foundation for a house. You could build it up two stories, whatever. You can have a finished basement. You can have all these things in a home. If the foundation is right, you could build on it over time and it can grow. But if you don't have a good foundation, and then you try to build on that, it's going to fall apart. Your mindset is about the foundation for the future of your success. That's the importance of the millionaire mindset is that this is the starting point for you understanding and being convinced that you're going on a path that does take time, that is a process, that is not about just becoming a multimillionaire or something. It's about taking these principles and building on them and growing and becoming better and finding peace and being more efficient with time. And what will happen when you have these small victories and these wins over time, you will realize this is better for me. This is good for us. It's better. Why? Let's be real, man. Poverty is full of stress, full of stress. Um, you, you look at the numbers, people who live in poverty, they get sicker, they die quicker like, cause you don't have access to good health. You, you know, a lot of times have to wait on somebody else to come save you from something. There's a lot of stress and tension amongst families. Um, there's a lack of responsibility and accountability. And we're going to talk about all that. 
But this was just about explaining the millionaire mindset, setting the foundation. If you had somebody that's like, yo, what's this millionaire mindset? What y'all talking about? This is the starting place where you go and say, yo, first watch this video. The Bible says in Romans 12 and 2, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We got to renew our minds. And if you can't get this part, nothing else that I'm going to tell you during the millionaire mindset school of thought is going to make any sense. And you're not going to be able to buy into it if you don't first have the mindset and understand why and have faith and believe that this is something that could work for me. Even if I only make 30000 a year, if I make 40000 a 100000 it doesn't matter because so many times we focus on the million dollars, the money, the bag, the pot. And really, man, if you don't have a good foundation, you ain't going to keep that money anyway. How many of y'all have seen $10,000? You didn't touch it, whether it be your taxes, whether it be profit sharing at your job, something you didn't want a case. Like you didn't have, you didn't, a lot of people didn't touch 10000 They don't got it now. They don't got 5000 now. Why? Because you didn't have a millionaire mindset. And that's okay. I ain't here to judge you. I ain't here to condemn you. I'm just here to share and hopefully help you grow along the way. And for those, you know, it's like the Bible say, let he who hath an ear hear. Like at the end of the day, if you don't got no ear for this fam, you know what I'm saying? Either send it to somebody who do. I mean, you can still subscribe to the show though. Check out Inspire Guys People on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Subscribe or just Google Inspire Guys People. Type it in the search bar. Inspire Guys People. A bunch of dope stuff is going to pop up. But I appreciate you rocking with me on this episode of The Millionaire Mindset Explained. And uh, more to come. This is something we're going to be talking about. And I wanted to set the stage and help you understand. It's not about money. I ain't tripping like, oh, Jay tripping. All he want to do is talk about money. No, it's just that I see all these aligned principles that we can learn from millionaires to apply to other areas in our life and have success. Listen, y'all have an amazing, amazing, amazing day. And, uh, you know, if you want to. You can listen to the podcast, share the podcast, talk about the podcast, post about the podcast. You know what I'm saying? And follow the podcast on Instagram at Inspire Guys People or follow me at Inspire J. Will. Thank you so much for being a part of this show and what we do. And we're going to keep growing, baby. We're on the pathway to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. I think we are at 957 today. Won't you be 958? Won't you be 959? Won't you be 960, buddy? Join us on Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Y'all have an amazing, amazing, 